Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back on a very chilly morning here in South Florida. I know we're being listened to and watched around the world, and there's some pretty cold places around the world. But in South Florida... We don't get uh, down this low. We're in uh, Palm Beach County, uh, 41 degrees when uh, Nancy and I got up this morning and went out and did the sunrise. Um, and it was you know, in the 30s uh, in other parts of the southern Florida. And it might have even been in the 20s. I didn't check that close, but boy, it's a, it's a shock. And it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, and uh, we're here. Uh, we're uh, wishing you all Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. And uh, a happy new year. Uh, we, we've enjoyed this year very much. Uh, we hope we've uh, done some good out there in car buying, car leasing land. And uh, we're here to help you do that. It's, uh, it's that time of year where you uh, kind of get caught up in shopping. And uh, my new blog is, uh, is uh, titled Don't Be a Rip Van Winkle When You Buy Your Next Car. And that alludes to the fact that... Uh, if you haven't bought a car in three or four years, you might not know what it's like today. But it's a jungle out there, folks, uh, with the microchip shortage, uh, with the Ukrainian war, uh, with the hyperinflation we're having. Uh, a lot of economic factors, and uh, unfortunately, uh, all those economic factors go toward car dealers making a ton of money, auto manufacturers, in most cases, making lots of money, and the car buyer paying for it so you're you're paying a lot of money for for your new truck or car uh, if you lease one if you buy one maintenance and repairs uh, they haven't had the inflation hit them as hard as the new cars or the used cars but it's uh it's a jungle out there be careful and we're here to help you this this week uh, we uh, really agent lightning uh, did an amazing job agent lightning is our undercover agent that does our mystery shopping reports. And uh, boy, if you're new to this show, are you in for a treat. Every week, we send an undercover agent somewhere out in the United States. I say that. Most of them are in Florida. Uh, shops are in Florida, but we do Pennsylvania, Tennessee. I mean, we've been all over, uh, mainly Florida. And in Florida, in South Florida, we happen to have some extremely large car dealerships. Uh, South Florida is... Uh, Oh, I, I, there's probably more car dealerships per capita, I'm guessing, uh, than you find in most any other state. We have the second or third largest car dealer in the world uh, in South Florida, and they're in Hollywood, Florida, not Hollywood, California. There is a Hollywood, Florida. It's right down there near Miami and Fort Lauderdale and Hollywood, Florida. And this is Hollywood Toyota. They're the 
second or the third largest each year. Uh, they never made number one. Number one um, is um, in um, California, in Los Angeles, and that's Longo, Longo Toyota. They're huge. But Hollywood Toyota sells about 1,000 new Toyotas every month. I mean, sometimes 1,100, 1,200, 1,300 per month. I'm not talking about, you know, per year. The average Toyota dealer doesn't sell that many in a year, or maybe just about that many, but Hollywood sells that many in one month. Huge. And um, it's an interesting report for a lot of reasons. So uh, if you don't listen to the show for any other reason, tune back in. <laughs> I'm not asking you to tune out now, but tune back in uh, between um, 9.30 and 10 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's when we usually do our mystery shopping report. And this one was really, it was fun to do, it was interesting, and it shows you a whole lot about what's going on now with this uh, COVID-induced uh, pandemic uh, uh, microchip shortage. I don't know what to call it, but it's just worst time. All the new cars you're buying are selling for, for above sticker. Every now and then you, you, you strike a home run, you might get one close to sticker, but uh, if you don't pay uh, two, three, four, ten, twenty thousand over a sticker, uh, you're probably doing better than y you could otherwise. Stay tuned for the mystery shopping report. Now, before I get all excited about buying cars, uh, that's the glory uh, mode. Well, you you got to maintain your car. And in fact, the best way to avoid having to buy a car and getting screwed today is to take good care of your car. I mean, you can the cars that are being built in the past two or three years are really quality cars. They will last and last and last. And the maintenance is low. Repairs are low. All you have to do is just be a little bit careful. You got to check and, and have your factory recommended maintenance. And it's, it's almost nothing for the first two or three years. In fact, a lot of manufacturers are giving you uh, the factory maintenance for the first couple of years. So it's it's a uh, easy thing to do, and if you've got a car that's beyond your warranty, then you want to really be careful. So we got Rick Kearney, he's sitting in the studio with us right now, and uh, he's been for over a quarter century doing this. Uh, he started out as a uh, grease monkey, and now he's a, a computer scientist. That's what's happened to the technology in the past 25 years. I mean, he has literally had to relearn uh, automobile, what do you call it, electronics. There were no electronics when he started. I mean, I'm, being, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, but today they're computers, computers on wheels, and they're getting more different every day. I mean, pretty soon it'll be autonomous. It'll be all electric. So Rick is in school half the time. I call, I say, anybody seen Rick Kearney? He works for me. I have a car dealership in full transparency, a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach. Anybody seen Rick Kearney? He's in school. You know, a lot of it's online, but he also travels to schools, and he's got to stay on top of his trade. So if you have a symptom with your car and you're thinking about taking it into your local mechanic or your local car dealer, you might save yourself a few bucks. Call us, 877-960-9960. Rick? Hey, folks, one quick message. We're in South Florida, West Palm Beach, and it's 43 degrees when I got up this morning at my house. Your tires lose air pressure because when tires get cold, pressures go down. That's science. So if that tire light's on, just go get some air in your tires 
and I guarantee it'll turn off and you'll be fine. Yeah, but that's right. across the nation, yeah, tires are going low. Yeah, I've got your indicator light and and the air, the nitrogen, oxygen, and the other gases in your air and your tires contract in the cold weather. And uh, as soon as you get in the car and you drive it, friction on the road, temperature rises in your tire, you're good to go. So that's uh, that's the kind of tips you can get from Rick. And the kind of relief you get sometimes when you something goes on, he says, well, you don't need to worry about that, or you do need to worry about that, and uh, you'll find out. So 877-960-9960. Now, Rick monitors our YouTube channel, and that's youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, and he watches us. So you could post. Uh, he has a regular a cadre of followers from all over, and some really good good people follow Rick on that. He's also monitoring Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars, normally monitored by my son, uh, Stu Stewart. Stu is still out uh, sick. He's got some uh, back issues, and... Uh, going to Cleveland Clinic next week, as a matter of fact, to get them checked out. And uh, we hope to get better soon, Stu. We miss you here in the show. But meanwhile, uh, the Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And uh, we have another way to get uh, through to us, and that is our old-fashioned fax line. I mean, I, our phone line's old-fashioned. Who, who would have thought text would be old-fashioned? That text number is 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Jot the numbers down. If you don't have a question now, you will later. I promise you. And uh, don't forget the mystery shopping report. The last half hour, we mystery shop undercover agent went in, pretending to buy a car, responding to an advertisement in the. Uh, Online, I think it was an online advertisement at Hollywood Toyota. That's in South Florida, the second largest car dealership. It's a Toyota dealership, but the second largest car dealership in the world. Uh, very interesting, and you, you don't want to miss that. Now, we have a secret <laughs> way to talk to us. Um, people that don't want to be identified, and that's your privilege. I mean, sometimes I don't want to be identified, but, you know, we all have our reasons for privacy. But if you feel that way strongly about privacy, we respect that. So write this URL down. This is a web link that you go to, youranonymousfeedback.com. That's youranonymousfeedback.com, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback.com. Now, I'm monitoring that. And I'll try to check my phone. I usually, uh, Stu monitors that also. So I'll have to remember to monitor that more carefully than I did last week. Now, sitting to my left is uh, a very important part of our show. The co-founder of the show about 20 years ago. Her name is Nancy Stewart, and that's because uh, she's my wife. Uh, she's the co-founder of the show. And she's a very strong advocate for the female listeners. When we started this show, seems like 100 years ago now, but when we started this show 20 years ago, um, it was a half an hour. And the only people that called the show were guys. And it went on that way for a while. And we decided enough is enough. Half the people buying cars out there are women. 
we need, we'd like to have half the callers be women. I mean, that's only fair. So that's what Nancy did, and uh, she did a great job. So right right now we have that, and uh, she has a special offer uh, for our female callers, our first time female callers, and then she has an extra special, extra special. We haven't done this before. Offer uh, for our female callers that I'll let her tell you about, and I'll turn the mic over now to Nancy Stewart. Thank you. Good morning. And welcome on this uh, Christmas Eve day show. Uh, we hope everyone is uh, staying warm and you're in a comfortable place where you can, uh, well, take in all the fun, the information, everything uh, that we have to share with you. And to uh, we sit here and we wait to hear from you. Uh, you uh, bring a whole lot to the show and you inform us uh, in uh, many different ways, whether you call, whether you text, or you FaceTime, or YouTube, everything in between. Uh, Ladies, uh, this morning I offer you a special offer, one time only, and that's $100 for the first two new lady callers. The stipulation uh, would be that you would be from uh, Broward, uh, from Dade, and... uh, Jeremy in, uh, is our producer in the control room, and he will be waiting for you to share your address. That's with Broward County and Dade County in South Florida. <laughs> Correct. That's, a, that's, the name of the, that's the name of the counties that are in the belly of the beast, we call it real extreme South Florida, where really the rough and tumble car dealers dwell. Yeah, that's the uh, cowboys and Indians down there. Uh, used to be a whole lot of that going on up here, but, uh, well, anyway, uh, and uh, our mystery shop is from uh, Toyota of Hollywood. Uh, so, um, at any rate, uh, $100 and uh, $100 for the first two uh, female callers, and, again, you must share your uh, mailing address with uh, Jeremy, and it uh, must be Broward. Ordained. And I want to take a moment to, uh, you know, to thank all of you that is uh, jo- that's joining us right now, joining us, I think it's three weeks now, uh, and our coverage map of, uh, of the uh, counties is uh, just amazing, the number of uh, the audience that we are reaching, Palm Beach County, Broward, Martin, St. Lucie, Glades, Hendry, Indian River, and Okeechobee. Uh, so... Uh, we love hearing from everyone. Yeah, if you're in that area, True Oldies, the True Oldies channel, there are several of them in that area that have really got us a huge 20 million extra listeners. I mean, we got a lot of listeners, but 20 million just from the expanded True Oldies stations in South Florida. 40 million. My goodness gracious. We feel a little nervous. <laughs> but um, at any rate, uh, that's the show. Toyota of Hollywood, uh, stay tuned for that uh, very interesting mystery shop. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Agent Lightning. A special Merry Christmas to Stu and his family. We miss you, and we hope that uh, next week brings you, uh, well, somewhat of a pain-free week. Our telephone number here is 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. We are going to go to the phones where we have a few callers standing by. Good morning, Howard. 
Happy New Year, and I hope that you're well. And even though it's cold, I, I like it because I'm from the north originally, and uh, once in a while it's good to get out and breathe fresh, cold air. I love it. You, Nancy? <laughs> I know. You're, you're a Pennsylvania woman. I know that. So here's my, uh, what I'm going to talk about, airbags. I'm just going to stick on this topic. I remember many years ago when they first came out, on the visor it used to say, after 10 years, it's something to the effect that airbags uh, should be replaced or do not work. I don't know if you remember that, Earl, but uh, I remember specifically airbags, according to many years ago, after 10 years, they were not viable. Yes. You remember that? I sure do. It was when they first came out, they were, frankly, not that good. I mean, they were a lot of problems, and they, they'd go off. You'd be driving down the street, and bam, your airbag would go. Maybe you hit a pothole, and your airbag goes off. Yeah, when they first came out, they weren't very good. Okay, so in other words, there's been a, a big upgrade in the quality of the airbag since that time. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's good to know. Okay, next question. Um, can a person or a dealer or a mechanic uh, disengage the airbag and make it, you know, in other words, uh, instead of having a, a dangerous airbag, which is a recall, uh, have it completely disengaged? Is that possible? I know you're probably breaking the law, but uh, well, what are the logistics on that? How much would it cost? And it's legal, if it's legal or not legal, can it be done? The simplest method to do that is to simply go to the airbag center sensor, the computer for it, and just unplug it. Once that's unplugged, the airbags would be completely inoperative. Well, that's a violation of federal law, right? Uh, I don't know if it's technically federal law, but it could be considered a liability for the mechanic because then if, if the say, the car is driven by someone that is unaware that that system has been deactivated. Well, I'm going to venture forth my legal opinion because I am a, uh, I'm a graduate of the law school of hard knocks because I've been sued so many times. And I can tell you right now, it's against the law to disconnect your airbag. Mm. Okay. <coughs> I won't argue that one. I okay. will not. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, I know uh, there were a lot of recalls on airbags and a lot of people don't even bother checking it out, but what do you suggest if a person has, like a friend of mine has a, uh, believe it or not, a 2007 uh, Chevy Cobalt. <laughs> and he says he checked it and his airbag is okay. Now, how could his airbag, a 2007 Chevy Cobalt, how, how, driving in Florida, how could his airbag be okay after so many years? Uh, it depends on whether or not it was made by Takata. And if the airbag has a what's called a desiccant built into it, which uh, basically a desiccant, I'm sure if, you, if you've ever gotten any sort of electronic product that you've bought, Why, and that little paper packet of silica gel, that's meant to absorb moisture. What is that? The, uh, the desiccant. Well, I, spell it for me. D-E-S-I-C-C-A-N-T. Okay. And basically it's... Well, like when you buy your iPhone or anything, there's that little paper packet that uh -huh. says "Do not eat," and it's little looks like a little plastic bag. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat there. those. Oh, I never read that. Yeah, that's I, I've been eating them. Oh, you, that's why you dried out inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
basically what these do is they, they absorb moisture. It's like damp red. Oh, okay. They absorb moisture Desiccant. from the air. Desiccant. <laughs> and this material in the airbag is designed to absorb the moisture that otherwise could uh, degrade the propellant mixture inside there and cause the chemicals to degrade over time. If they have a built-in desiccant in there, then those chemicals are yeah. good for 25, 30 years even. And that's what caused the problem with the Zakata because they didn't have it, and the ammonium nitrate was kind of getting uh, damp. And exactly. As it, as it got damp, it became volatile and explosive, and bam. Exactly. Yeah. And instead of being a controlled burn that would release the gas and inflate the bag safely, gotcha. it became a metal pipe bomb. Great information. Uh, I'm uh, glad you called, Howard. Um, Howard, we have a number of calls backed up. Yeah, I have to ask you if you have you. one more question. No, my question to you is uh, desiccate comes from two words, D, which means undo, and sec, which means secare in Latin, which means to dry. So that uh, if you break down the I was a language professor, you break down the word desiccate and you know, in the uh, in Latin uh, uh, prefix and suffix, you, you could tell what it is. Okay. Very good. And Thanks. that's it. That's my lesson for today. I will sign off and say uh, Happy New Year to you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. We go, always love go, hearing from go. you, Howard. Okay. Okay, we're going to go to, uh, oh, let me give out that number again, 877-960-9960. And uh, the uh, text number, of course, is 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymous feedback. Dot com. We are going to uh, go to Mike, who is in Wellington, but I want to tell Kevin, who's calling us from Buffalo, New York, to hold on. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Nancy. How are you doing today? We're great. Good, good. Nice and warm outside. Love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh, talk to Earl because I wanted to commend him on the dealership. Well, thank you. My thank son- you. My son needs my son needs to buy a, a Corolla. Um, a few weeks ago, we called, and uh, Earl told me that they don't have any new ones, uh, and you probably won't get any for six months. So I was a little disappointed in that because we wanted to buy from you guys. So we uh, we went shopping two weeks ago. Went to um, a couple of other Toyota dealers first because we figured maybe they had them and you didn't. And uh, we weren't surprised because um, I've been listening to you for a long time now. And they just jacked up the price ridiculously. As a matter of fact, my son almost had an argument with one of the uh, managers. But <clears throat> I looked at him. I said, let's go, John. And we just walked out. We went to another dealership, and they did the same thing. Just, you know, uh, 30, there was a 26,000 mile, uh, 26,000 MSRP, and they wanted $34,000 for the car. Mm-hmm. So we said, no, I think we'll pass. So just for the heck of it, I checked uh, the stock at Earl Stewart, and they had a 2022 uh, Toyota Corolla SE, which is what my son was looking for, and it was available. Actually, I called there and asked if it was available, still available, and uh, I think it was Mike that I talked to, and he said, yes, it's still available. So I said, okay, hang on to it. I'm coming to see. <laughs> so we went there, and actually Mike passed us on to Kirsten because I had uh, – couple of conversations with Kirsten on, online, and she told me the same thing. They didn't have any, but found out that they had one that was sold, but 
for some reason the deal fell through or whatever. It was actually sitting out front with the sold sign on it. So oh. we went in, talked to Kirsten, and we made the deal exactly like you've been proposing all this time. We went to the manufacturer's suggested retail price, a few add-ons here and there, and we walked out with a brand-new 2022 Corolla SE, and my son loves it. Well, thank you. So I want to commend you. I want to, I want to commend Mike for being so honest, passing us on to Kirsten. And Kirsten did a great job. Well, she I'm, really did. She was really good. And and Andy in finance was also a gentleman, honest, knew exactly what he was doing. The whole the best deal the best deal I ever made on a brand new car. Well, that's the nicest call we've had in a long time, Mike. I really appreciate it, and we'll be sure that those folks that dealt with you uh, and, and did their job so well are recognized. I'll thank them personally, and uh, awful nice of you to take the time to call. Wellington is a long way for you folks not familiar with Florida, and uh, Wellington, Florida is almost as far away, I think, as Fort Lauderdale. I'm not sure. It seems like it sometimes <laughs> when I drive it, but thanks for coming so far, and thanks for the compliments. Yes, Mike, thank you so oh, much. Mike. I'm glad that you Mike didn't Blake. go down to Toyota of Hollywood where you would have paid maybe 10000 20000 uh, You don't even have to go down to Hollywood. You can uh, have that happen right up here. Uh, that's what happens when you do your homework, when you pay attention, and uh, MFSP manufactures suggested price. It turns out it's a good deal. Well, you guys have a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year. Thank you. The same to you. Merry Christmas. Nice hearing from you. Thank you. Okay, we are going to go to Kevin, who is holding from Buffalo, New York. Good morning. Good morning, Earl Stewart. And Merry Christmas. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you. I have a couple of questions. Um, one is I'm interested in purchasing a new car, but I'm 1100 thousand hundred miles away from you guys so i can't go to your dealership do i listen to another channel do the dealers still have stuff coming back from the manufacturers like hold back or floor plan assistance that's still being offered to the dealerships even though there's a tight car market now repeat that please kevin you know i I'm, hold back a floor plan assistance Yes, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's, there's a lot of different names for it, but yes, there's a large amount of hidden profit between the manufacturer and the dealer. And this has been one of my main uh, arguments with dealers and manufacturers. It's been that way for uh, decades. And uh, holdback is a kind of a general term for it, but They've added a lot of other charges. It's very similar to what the dealers do to the customers, to you, uh, the average guy buying a car. But there's a collusion. There's a conspiracy between the manufacturers of the cars, General Motors and GM dealers, Toyota and Toyota dealers, Honda and Honda dealers, where the manufacturers include profit in the invoice to the dealer. And they, the original name for that was holdback, but they also have other forms, advertising kickbacks, they have uh, uh, interest rate kickbacks, they have insurance kickbacks, they have incentive to dealers. There's a, a large number of them. So the last time I checked the statistics on that, 
the average profit in the invoice of a car. I mean, what do you think when you get an invoice? You get an invoice from the gas company. You get an invoice from the electric company. An invoice is an invoice, right? It's the cost, and that's what you pay. You get the invoice, you write the check out, and you pay your bill. A car dealer gets an invoice from a manufacturer. He doesn't write the check out and pay that because there's an extra $4,000 on the average in that invoice packed in, hidden for the dealer. goes in the dealer's pocket. So when you, Kevin from Buffalo, go into a dealer up there, he can take his invoice on whatever vehicle you're looking at, new vehicle, and say, uh, Kevin, this is my invoice from uh, General Motors, and this is what I paid for that car. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to sell you this car for $500 over my invoice. Now, he is selling you the car for $500 over an invoice, but that invoice has got a hidden kickback of $4,000. So his profit on Kevin is $4,500. That is, the, that's, that's been going on since car dealers started, practically. And uh, okay. it, 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 if that is not a federal violation of some sort of a conspiracy, price fixing, I don't know what it is. All right, so they get extra profit or, or back-end profit from yeah, something that yeah, they sell them. Yeah. Okay. What is the difference between a dealer-installed option and a port-installed option? I would like to know something like that because they like to put a lot of dealer-installed options on it. I'm really interested in them. So, so I'm sorry. I'm having um, – I got a bad connection. I, I said the difference between a port-installed option and a dealer-installed oh, yeah, option. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, – as if they don't have enough with the, with the holdbacks. Uh, now the dealers have got to get some more money. So they will take a car from the manufacturer and they will put on their own accessories. Now, uh, typical accessories would be something like nitrogen in the tires. Nitrogen in the tires uh, is, costs the dealer practically nothing. You buy a tank of uh, nitrogen, uh, very inexpensive. It might cost them a couple dollars uh, plus the labor to put the nitrogen in there. They'll, they'll charge you $200 for that. Uh, they'll put on uh, stripes, uh, plastic stripes that might cost them 25 bucks. They'll charge you $199 for that. Uh, everything they add. Window tint. Window tint is a beauty. Uh, so basically, the dealer installed accessories are pre installed, meaning when you come to buy the car, it isn't like, would you like to buy the nitrogen in the tires? Would you like to buy the pinstripes? Would you like to buy the window tent? Would you like to buy the mud guards? They're going to tell you they're already on the car and we can't take them off. So I've got $1,500 worth of dealer-installed accessories added to the price that you saw when you came in to buy the car. The online advertisement, newspaper, TV. That advertised price has an extra... $1,500 worth of dealer-installed accessories. Then it's got $4,000 in holdbacks. And then it's got electronic signing fees and things like that. So you're, you're, when you buy a car, it's like a science fiction novel. The advertised price is pure science fiction. You can't buy the car for the advertised price. I've said this many times on the air. I would like anyone within sound of my voice <laughs> who bought a car at the advertised price to call and tell me. If you bought a car at the advertised price, 
uh, I, and you're, 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 it's like you're uh, one in a million. And uh, it just uh, doesn't happen. And what is dealer destination and processing fee or de- handling fee? There's another line item for that, too. Well, you sound is like that- you really know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. The, uh, you know, well, there really is a destination fee. And that destination fee is included in the cost of the car to the dealer. It's also on the MSRP Mononi label on the on the on the car. So every car you every new car you buy, the destination figure fee is automatically included by by the manufacturer. Now, what some dealers are doing, several in this area, we've caught doing this. They will add it twice. Let's say the destination fee uh, on the Mononi label and on the dealer invoice is $975, which is way too much anyway, but at least it's legitimate. The manufacturer did charge the dealer that, and the dealer did pay it, and it's included in the Mononi label in the invoice. Now, on your buyer's order, your vehicle buyer's order, they'll add another $975. So you're being double-dipped on the destination fee. And that, that's a federal violation, by the way. Uh, the, 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 the destination fee is, is a federal law that is, they standardized it. So it used to be, years ago, the destination fee, depending on how, how close you were to the dealership, I mean to the manufacturer. So if you're in Detroit, there was no destination fee. But if you bought that car, it was manufactured in Detroit, and you're in Florida, there would be a bigger destination fee. So now they standardize on the destination fees. All right, Earl, and your whole team, I enjoy listening to your show every Saturday. Look forward to it, and uh, I have your book. And thank you for donating to the Big Dog Rescue, because me and my wife, we have a dog from a rescue. Well, God bless you. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. uh, Thank you for it all. Bye-bye. 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 Hey, Earl, you said you wanted to have someone tell you if they got a price, a car for the advertised price. Mm -hmm. Johnny Z. Fraidley says, I did. From a place called Earl Stewart Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, he's right here on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is not an infomercial, folks. We've had a couple of compliments like that. Some very nice people that have called in and said they they got a fair uh, shake from us when we sold them a car. This is not an infomercial. This is a consumer advocacy show, and we tell it like it is. There are cars on the road that are better than Toyotas. Honda builds a great product. Uh, Subaru builds an incredibly good product. Some Toyotas are better than some cars, and some cars are better than Toyotas. We're a Toyota dealer. Uh, so this is not a commercial uh, show. This is a consumer advocacy show to help you buy the car of your choice, and we will tell you the truth and the way we see it. We will not try to sell you a car from our dealership, I promise. And we have actually seen dealerships in other parts of the nation and even here in Florida that they walk the walk and they talk the talk. They stand by their price, yep. and the only thing they add are the you know the government fees, mm-hmm. and they you know they're honest. Yep. We've seen it. Yeah, we've seen a few of them. Few and far to, between, but we have seen it. Correct. Yeah, definitely. To uh, what Earl and Rick were talking about, you know, there's no reason for you to have to fall prey uh, to market adjustment. I'm sure everyone has seen it and heard it. 10,000, 20,000, hey, <laughs> and whatever they want, 
So it's great, you know, for two reasons that we hear from, and as Earl said, this is not a, a commercial of any kind, but to hear someone went out to purchase a car, and it was a great experience because that's what it's supposed to be. There's two things you're going to do in your life, you know, that can really change everything for you. It's a real game changer, purchasing a vehicle and purchasing a home, and you just don't want to... Uh, you know, fall prey to these vultures. So uh, thank you for calling in and sharing your stories of a great car buying experience. And earlier in the show, Rick mentioned tire pressure, and he also brought to everyone's attention, and by now everyone is uh, knows what the temperature is out there. But it's something we don't pay attention to too often here in Florida. But uh, if you don't know about the colder temperatures and what they'll do to your tires and how the uh, pressure will drop, um, uh, it, it's about a pound uh, per uh, it's a PSI or uh, a pound per square inch. So check those tires. You should check them once a month anyway. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. We have a first-time female caller from the Miami area. Ooh. And her name is Barbara. And uh, Barbara, welcome. Hi. Hi, good morning. Merry Christmas, everyone. Good morning and welcome. And Barbara, I'm sure you heard earlier uh, what I said was that you had to stay on the line and you had to talk to our producer. And his name is Jeremy and he's in the control studio and he'll take your address and he'll give it to me so I can mail you a check for $100. Oh, great. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. What can we do for you today? Um, I have a silly question. I have a 2020 Toyota RAV4. I love it. Best car I've had. But it has the on and off ignition switch. You know, like when you stop at a light for so many seconds, it turns off. And Mm -hmm. in order for me to disable it, I have to constantly turn it off. I don't like that feature Mm. at all. Is there any way that I can manually disable it? Uh, what, What was your car again? Uh, 2020 RAV, uh, 2022 RAV4. Okay. Um, there is a, you can turn it off, but it's either there's on some of them, they have a manual switch either on the center console or to the left of your, your wind, uh, steering wheel. You're looking for one that looks like a capital A with a circle around it. And that's the auto yeah. start stop feature. If you yeah, have, that's what I see. That's yeah. what I have, and I have to turn it off every time I don't want to. Yeah. To me, I don't like that feature on a car. That's just me. But every time I don't want to use it, which is all the time, I'm always constantly, you know, turning it off to turn it off. But I want it off completely. Unfortunately, for some reason, and it, I, I'm calling Toyota out on this one. They goofed up big time with that. They should have put a feature in where it could be turned off totally. But they didn't, they left you with just that switch, and the only way is you have to turn it off manually each time you start the car. Push that button once, it'll turn it off for that entire trip, but then when you shut the car off and start it up again, it automatically resets. And even with my scan tool, I can't go in and tell it, turn that feature off totally. It just, it's an option they did not allow. Uh, it's, it's one of their, oh, biggest screw-ups that I've seen in a long time because so many people hate that feature 
They come mm-hmm. in and they, they complain. They say, hey, what's, there's something wrong with my car. It just it yeah. dies and it, it, it shudders and shakes and starts and stops. And it, they, it's, a hor- it's a horrible feature. I understand some people like it, and it, but it should have a way for those that don't want it to turn it off totally. That's uh, pretty distracting, annoying, and dangerous. It is. It is. You know? Yeah. That's, that's a lot going on behind the wheel. And unlike hybrid cars that. That, that have that as a built-in in a hybrid, yeah. this system actually, you feel it. It's an aggressive shutter and shake when it starts and shuts off like that. And the other side of it is that the battery and the starter both have a recommended lifespan of when they need to be replaced. And both of them are much more expensive than a standard battery and a standard starter for that same model of car. So it's and Barbara, the engineers. And goofed. Barbara, I always try to catch. Yes. Uh, I always try to catch Rick on a mistake. So I googled it, and here's what I found: uh, No automotive brand enables consumers to permanently turn off auto stop. Um, however, it can be temporarily disabled, as Rick just explained. So it isn't just yes. Toyota, but all the manufacturers have uh, done that. And uh, we all agree it's a mistake. It was a bad product, and they should they just eliminate it. I agree. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for that info. I wish we now had I a better know. answer for you. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I appreciate it, you guys. Thank uh, you. Barbara, thank you for calling. Spread the word. We're building a platform here for the ladies. Yeah, the true oldie stations down there in Broward County are tuning in. And uh, next first new female caller, we have one more $100 bill to pay out. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And uh, Thank it's, you guys. it's so exciting that um, we have uh, 40 million listeners in the that area. Yeah, for 4 million. I'm sorry, four, uh, 40 sounds much Forty sounds much better. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Hope to hear from you again. Our number here is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to our friend Marty who calls us from West Palm Beach and educates us, and he entertains us. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. And you? Uh, good. First first thing I want to tell you, my wife has a CRV, and the same thing is with that A button. Yeah. you got to press the A button all the time. It's a pain. It was a stupid idea, uh. but I guess, I guess what it does is it gives it a little better mileage, and they and they car companies say we got a better mileage out of the car. Huh. You know, Marty. Now I just uh, Mar- Marty. Can I, I interrupt you? I just I just realized why they made it that way. Uh, what the manufacturers have to comply with the federal government on their on their gas mileage, and uh, they have a they have a terrible penalty that they have to pay, manufacturers have to pay the government if they violate their miles per gallon on their whole fleet of cars that they sell. So General Motors has got, I'm going to pull a number out of the air, 10 million cars on the road, and they have their average fuel economy cannot exceed this. So to meet that requirement, and if they, fa- if they violate it, the fines are huge, $10,000 per violation. So if they catch them violating it, it could put an automotive company out of business. So 
Some of them got desperate. They said, oh, well, it's just an auto stop thing. When they pull up to a, to a uh, stoplight, we'll put that on there and say, but it's going to make people mad. You know, let, let's, let's let them turn it off. So, okay, we can let them turn it off, but it's going to turn right back on again. Otherwise, the government will come back after us and we get the fine. So here we have the auto manufacturers kowtowing to the federal government's b- brainstorm idea so they can get votes. <laughs> you know, but that, that, that's why we're, we're saying the, the auto companies are stupid. They're not stupid. It's the federal government was stupid to put a law in that forces the manufacturers to do something stupid. I have my my question is for Rick. Here's my question. I was away for a week, came home, went to start my car, 2020 Camry, wouldn't start. Not only wouldn't start, the key fob wouldn't open the door, nothing. So I got out my other key, figuring maybe my key fob battery broke. No. So I, I, I got into the car with that little key and called the automobile club. Guy comes down. Starts the car, uh, said, oh, your battery is no good. He tries to sell me a battery. I said, well, I still have 500 miles left on my warranty. I said, I'm going into Earl Stewart tomorrow and see if, you know, it's covered under the warranty. So when I brought it into your dealership, uh, after the mechanic got a hold of it, he said, well, your battery's good. Uh, they said they were able to recharge it, but they said there was something, some kind of software update that they had to do, which means when the car is off for a long period of time, the, elect- the, the power goes out of the battery. It was off for a week. I don't know if that's true or not, but whatever it is, they put that software update in to el- eliminate whatever the problem was. So far, obviously, I drive the car every day, so I haven't had the problem again. I just want to know, is that true, or didn't they want to give me a new battery? Nope. Exactly. It's exactly correct. There is a the overhead button that you have that's that SOS button that when right. you can you, know, you push it, it automatically connects you with someone to help you in, say, an accident or you're completely lost or something like that. That's called the DCM. Uh Right off the top of my head, I can't remember what the acronym stands for. But basically, that system Toyota found was actually staying turned on using too much power from the battery when the car was turned off. And so they had to recalibrate the computer to tell it to go into a sleep mode because otherwise it would drain the battery. And in some cases... It could actually drain your battery overnight. So we found there were a whole bunch of cars that had this issue. Um, so we, when you come in with that, we would simply recalibrate it, reprogram the computer, and recharge your battery. Or if your battery failed, we would replace your battery with a, a brand new True Start battery that are uh, Toyota batteries made by Interstate, and you'd be all set and back on the road. Okay, my other question, Rick, though, but I'm not paying extra for that SOS uh, function. Nope. So is it still doing mm-hmm. it? It's still going up there even though I'm not paying for it? Right, because that's that's a free service. You don't, oh, you're don't. Okay. you not charged for that anyways. Okay. Hey, Marty. Right, well, can yeah. I, uh, Marty, can I interrupt you again? Sure, Rick. All okay. guys like me are able so. to digress, and you say things that make me think of the things that are 
humorous to me, probably not to anybody else, but you'll have to bear with me. Years ago, when I was selling cars when I was evil and doing it the wrong way before I became a good guy and a consumer advocate, one of the big joke was a customer would come in, and back in those days, air conditionings was fairly new. And uh, can you imagine driving a car today without air? But believe it or not, in South Florida, back uh, 40 years ago, we would sell cars. 50 years ago, we sold cars without air conditioning. And that was, uh, you save a lot of money. So uh, uh, customers would come in and say, I don't, want, I don't want that Pontiac Grand Prix because it's got air conditioning. And then the salesman would tell the customer, well, listen, I'm going to check with the manager. And if you promise not to use the air conditioner, we won't charge you for it. <laughs> That's a good one, Earl. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I'm glad I got one laugh. I like to. I like well, yeah. hearing Marty laugh like that. I never heard him laugh like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Rick is buckled over. And I've, I bought a lot of cars, and I'm telling you, I've heard everything. I had one dealership in Rochester. <laughs> kept my keys for almost an hour. I told him I was going to call the police uh, to get my my keys back on my trade-in. So, I mean, there, there were all kinds of crazy stuff. That might have been uh, my Pontiac dealership. Yeah. Uh, this guy was a, was a Buick and Toyota dealership in Rochester. And mm-hmm. just so people know, with all the snow that hit Buffalo, Rochester and Buffalo were known for snow. Oh boy. So it's you know that's why I stay in Florida now. <laughs> that's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have a merry Christmas. Thank you, Marty. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, now, as long as my car keeps starting, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. The same thing happened to me. Marty, Merry Christmas. We love hearing from you, and uh, God bless you and your family. And again, Merry Christmas. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Your anonymous feedback. Take advantage of that. Rick, you really laughed. <laughs> Your face was so red. That was awesome. I mean, the, that <laughs> was Earl awesome. really that, knows how to. That, that'll be my third book. That way, if, uh, I, I know that uh, people will say, "Where's your second book?" Well, yeah, right. yeah, we're, yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're very close. <laughs> Easy. My third book. I'm uh, I'm going to have a book of the old tricks because some of them are really funny. I mean, we. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have to check if the statute of limitations is up because I don't want to come take me away. You know, I'm too old to go to jail. So. You? Paul. I'm too old to go to jail. I was on one of those corners with you. Rick. Paul Anderson on Facebook just mentioned that uh, he's heard stories of dealers that would throw the keys on the roof. They did. Yeah. And say they lost them. Yeah. And then when you close, you can find all the keys up on the roof. I'll, yeah, tell, yeah, you, I, I'll tell you how bad it was. When you bought a car in the... In the 60s, and probably 70s, in the 60s for sure, when you bought a car, the office that you were dealing with with the salesman was wired uh, for, for, for uh, recording. And, and the, you know how the game's played? Uh, uh, you know, the husband and wife would come in, sit in the closing booth, they call it, a little small room with a salesman, and they would start haggling and negotiating. And then and they would say, well, tell me, tell me, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, tell me the lowest 
the high, the, the most you'll pay for the car, your, what is your price? I will go to my manager and I will fight for you to get that price. Tell me what price you will buy the car at. Excuse me, please. And he'll get up and he goes into the door and says, I'll close this door so you can have some privacy. Then he would walk back to the manager's office. They turn the speaker on and they're listening to every word that was said. And all the car dealerships were doing that back then. And until uh, the FBI got wind of it, and I think it happened in Texas, and they closed down a whole bunch of dealers. A bunch wow. of dealers went to jail, but they were they were wiring for sound, and that was common practice. Everybody did it. Well, did you ever see the movie uh, National Lampoon's Vacation? Oh, sure. When he goes in to buy the car, and the car that he'd ordered wasn't there. So he's like, oh, we'll sell you this other one. Uh, he's like, no, no, you bring my car back out. And they bring it out and squash down into a cube. <laughs> I, I wonder how close that is to real. To reality. If, if they ever tried pulling that one on a car. <laughs> uh, um, it didn't seem like it was so long ago whenever uh, we heard stories, um, uh, Earl. And uh, that was uh, north of us. And uh, there were senior citizens that were literally locked in the dealership, and they weren't leaving mm. for many different reasons, you know. So I could go on and on and on. Uh, folks, uh, this is uh, an amazing show, as you're hearing, and we want you to be a part of it. So give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. However, if you're a little shy, you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Bob, who's been holding from Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. How are you this morning? Are you still with me? Bob? Good Co morning. Bob. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Happy holidays, everyone. I hope you have uh, heat in that studio. Oh, a lot of heat. <laughs> Welcome. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to report another Tanaka airbag uh, fatality. Oh. And this one, this one was in a Chrysler 300C, and I think it was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, that's been three in the last few months, which is very distressing. Yes, it is. You know, especially, especially. I know everything you tried to do to correct that situation, and. Uh, you, I don't know how much success you re actually had doing it, but I Bob, commend you for trying. I commend you for trying. Well, thank you, Bob. You know? People and, were apathetic I, I about that. Trying. They just don't seem to care. Uh, there are all all of the recall campaigns uh, that are out there. Only twenty five percent of the owners of the cars respond. A lot of that's the responsibility of the dealers and the manufacturers, but the owners of the cars bear a lot of responsibility too. There's apathy out there when it comes to dangerous recalls, and Takata was a great example. Right. Well, I think one of the manufacturers, I think it was Stellantis, said that they tried to contact the one person uh, 300 times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is what they're saying. I, whether or not it's true, I don't. I'm not quite sure how that works, but uh, uh, that was a, that was their uh, excuse. Uh, they said they couldn't contact. They tried. They couldn't contact the person. But I wanted to ask you another question. This uh, one of the dealerships, uh, Green Acres Nissan. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever shopped them or not. Which uh, uh, which Nissan? Green Acres Nissan. Is that the new one on Lake Worth Road? 
Rainier Haverhill? I don't know. They're on television advertising uh, under MSRP. This is their new slogan because uh, they said they're selling cars. They're the only dealership in the county that's selling cars under MSRP. We'll have to shop them on that. That's interesting. I think I know the one you're talking about. I think that's... uh, I think that is the same Terry Taylor group uh, that owns Southern 441 Toyota and and several other stores in the area, and uh, they they recently jumped on that MSRP thing. Um, I don't know if they are selling cars legitimately out the door plus tax and tag only or below MSRP, it would be a great deal. No other Nissan dealer would do that. My guess is, and we will find out because we will mystery shop them, uh, my guess is they're adding dealer installed accessories and hidden fees. I don't believe right, you'll, right. they'll sell you a Nissan below MSRP. And okay, I was, that was my next question. <clears throat> Did you see this as being maybe a, a trend? And at what, at what point would you consider selling your vehicles under MSRP? That was my next question. Uh, the, the only reason a person, a dealership, would sell your car below MSRP uh, today because they could get at least MSRP and then some um, uh, would be because they were selling cars that they couldn't sell anybody else. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of manufacturers out there and a lot of makes and models of cars and believe it or not, even in this uh, high demand, low supply situation we find ourselves, there's still some cars people don't want to buy. <laughs> so uh, we, we used to do this back in the old days. You'd find a car uh, that nobody wanted to buy, and uh, you would advertise it, and then you would neglect to tell them the reasons they can't sell that car. And if you didn't buy that car, uh, you didn't get that price. So uh, some some dealers are still using that uh Legal, I guess, and not really, in my mind, legal, but uh, they'll advertise a car, a specific car. Now, listen, it could be a color issue. You make a mistake when you order the car, and it's got purple seats and a green exterior and no air conditioning. I mean, I'm exaggerating to make it. You know, but say right. a dealer made a mistake, ordered a car that, you know, he pushed the wrong button on the computer, and he got something that was going to be very difficult to sell. Well, he could either let it sit there and rot on his lot for five years, or he can sell it below his the market price to get rid of it. Right. And every now and then, you can get yourself a good deal if you don't mind buying an oddball car. Right. Well, I did have a friend that used to go to the Mannheim auctions. He was in the business. Mm-hmm. And he told me there's one color that used to come down the line there, and uh, nobody would touch it. And that was brown. They used to call it no-sale brown. <laughs> Nobody would want to buy the brown car that came down the line. <laughs> That's a good one. We had, well, I had a co- I had a color like that uh, with when I was a Pontiac dealer, and and, and there was it was called Verdoro Green. How do I remember this stuff? V e r d o r o. It was like was a, a vomit, color. like vomit green. And, and and my brother, uh, who was in the business with me and my father back then, my brother loved Verdoro Green, and he kept ordering all these cars in Verdoro Green, but nobody wanted to buy them. So I, was, I digress again. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you should have put one of those in the garage. You should have put one of those in the uh, GTO with a Verdoro Green, put it in the garage. <laughs> yeah, right. and you would have been worth 150, 200,000. Yeah. So, but anyway, have a happy holiday and a happy Thanks, new Bob. year, and have a safe trip back home. 
from Miami today. Watch out for the traffic. There's a lot of holiday traffic out there. So, <clears throat> Sure is. Happy Thank holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you very Rick. Bye-bye. That Green Acres Nissan, it's on Lake Worth Road uh, right near Haverhill. And we, Jonathan says we did shop them about three years ago. Yeah. So three years ago, it's time to hit them again. Yeah, I think it's. I think they changed hands. I believe it, Terry Taylor bought them. I'm yeah, not, and, and they just built a brand new. Yeah, yeah. Their, their facility there is like maybe a year and a half, two years old at the most, because it's brand new. Is that the? Where did you say that was? It's on Lake Worth Road, uh, right near Haverhill Road. Is that right on the corner? Uh, not quite. It's it's across the street from a uh, elementary school there. Ah, uh, from Hoffman's different Chocolates. location. Ah. Yeah, Hoffman Chocolates. I know where that is. Oh boy, <laughs> everybody knows where that is. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, we are going to go to Judy. Um, she's a first-time caller, and she's calling us from West Palm Beach. Uh, good morning, Judy. Good morning, Nancy. How are you? Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Judy. Um, uh, Judy, uh, you you probably heard earlier that we were extending a hundred dollars uh, to uh, the ladies who were in Broward and Dade, right? Yes, I knew. You that. heard that? Okay. Well, this uh, this morning we're still uh, going to be honoring uh, a person as yourself who is from West Palm Beach. So you win yourself fifty dollars. Well, thank you for that. And you, if you stay on the line and you speak to our producer, Jeremy, in the control room, he'll get your contact information, and that is the only way you will get a check from me. Can you do that? Okay, that, that's fine. I can do that, Nancy. But I, thank you, I Judy. I just want to tell you, I haven't met you, but I have met Earl, and we bought two of your vehicles. I have a 14 Camry and a 15 RAV4. Mm-hmm. And we we love our vehicles. We love the dealership. Um, like I said, I haven't met you. I have met Earl and Patricia Oliphant. Isn't she wonderful? Our, yes, I love her dearly, and I would go to her to the ends of the earth as long as she's there. Yeah. Um, beautiful person, beautiful personality, and... I can't say enough about her. And tell her Merry Christmas for me, too, if she's still there. Uh, I know oh, she is, definitely. been battling a lot of illness with cancer and stuff, and I, I feel terrible about that. Oh, she's just an amazing person, inside oh, nut. She is. Uh, and and, and she's she gone through a whole lot. Yes, she has. And uh, we'll have and to tell fix... Tell her Merry Christmas for me. I definitely will pass that along to her. And uh, we'll have to uh, fix that uh, situation where you have never met me. We've had a lot of changes uh, in the last three years, Judy. And uh, Earl and I have our second office at home. And uh, we work from there and we do a lot of Zoom meetings and FaceTime. So, therefore, we haven't had a, a chance to, to uh, reach out to our customers uh you know, yeah, and so, I totally understand that with yeah, the situation yeah. with COVID and everything. Yeah, so things are changing, and they're getting a whole lot better. So um, I'll keep your uh, name on my list, and uh, hopefully we'll run into each other. But I will give Patricia your message. Well, I hope to meet you, Nancy. You sound very sweet, and I would love to meet you, too. I love her all, too. Oh, thank like you I so said, much. I, I did meet him a couple of times in there when we were in for our service. Yeah, he's a pretty special person. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He sure seems like it to me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Judy, Merry Christmas and uh happy oh, Merry Christmas. 
Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Don't forget to leave your uh, contact information. Okay. Happy, healthy to all of you. Oh, thank you so much. We need all that. When you have your health, you have everything. Definitely. Yes, you do. Thank you. Thank you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I have $100 for a lady from Broward and Dade. Uh Uh-huh. $100 today. It's a special treat. Uh honoring you for calling the first time from the uh, area that we're now reaching. True uh, oldies. All the true oldies stations south of us now, most of them, yeah. all the way to Dade County. Uh, if you're listening to a true oldies radio right now and you're hearing us and you're Broward, Dade, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're a first-time female caller, 100 bucks. 100 bucks, And that's 95.9 FM, 106.9 FM. Want to hear the rest of them? 103, HD3, 96.9 FM, again. So there's a lot of uh, ways to uh, catch our show. 1470 AM, 95.3, again, FM. 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have an interesting mystery shopping report coming up soon from Toyota of Hollywood. And uh, as you may or may not know, they, uh, they're big. They're big. They're huge. They're the uh, second largest. Second largest. Can you believe it? Over 1,000 cars a month Just they new. sell. Just new cars. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, uh, we are done with the phones, Rick, so I'll turn it over to you. Okay. Uh, Let's see about getting some text messages here. We've got Anne-Marie's to start off. Uh, Let's see. She says, good morning. With the rest of the country in a deep freeze. Hey, we're we're a little chilly here too, (laughs) Anne-Marie. South Florida's in a cold snap for a couple of days. This prompts a couple of questions. Are there any cold-related or car-related issues South Floridians are likely to encounter due to the cold weather besides the tire light coming on because of the tire pressures dropping to cooler temperatures? Uh, I'll take this kind of in parts. Not really. Uh, most of our cars down here, we're not going to see issues except for the possibility if your battery is really old and it's on the brink of failure, a sudden cold snap can actually cause your battery to just uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back. It yeah. will cause it to lose that final edge. So be advised with the cold wear that we're having, you might wind up needing a battery replacement if your battery's been pretty old. Is there any? Is there anything to the viscosity of the oil? Uh, I mean, we're talking 41 degrees in Palm Beach County, but if you go out west and Florida, I mean, we have freezing temperatures uh, mm-hmm. in the glades and that area. If if a car sits overnight and and below zero, I'm not below zero, below freezing, uh, w- does that make it more difficult for the pistons to move? And the oil's going to get a little thicker, but not enough to affect your car in this area. If you were up north and you suddenly got down to 15 below, you might see an issue with that oil getting a little harder to move, but not in this area. We're not going to see those issues here. Rick, one more question before you go on. Does it matter whether your car is in the garage or in the driveway? 
Uh, actually, being in the garage, uh, temperatures can actually get a little cooler as the air gets cold inside and doesn't get moved around by the outside air. But, yeah, it, it can have some effect. But, again, you're talking only a couple degrees difference and really not enough in our area to make any big difference. Okay. You hear that, folks? Come to South Florida. <laughs> and the second part she has here, if one has their tires inflated to the recommended pressure, in her case, it's 35 PSI, how much lower does the tire pressure have to drop before the tire pressure light comes on? That's generally about six pounds. Uh, but now that's six pounds from the threshold that was set when they set your tire pressures. So say the threshold was set at 32 pounds and you put them up to 35, it's got to get down from that original 32, six pounds lower, which would be about 26 pounds, then would turn that light on. Uh, but depends on the threshold where it was set. And basically, if that light comes on, just get some air in your tires or drive a little bit to see if the pressure comes, if the light turns off once they heat up. And the best thing, though, is check your pressures anyways, because you might still have a leak that has dropped one of your tires down. I, I guarantee you there's a line of people at our dealership right now in for that very thing. It was 40 degrees here in, in our area, and I guarantee you we had 25 people come in say, I need air in my tires. That's why at our dealership, and I bet you a lot of others have got this trick too, we have a an air compressor with a tank sitting on a roll cart that we keep plugged in so it's always full, and we can simply pull a car right there. We have our porters are trained. They can pull a car over there, set your tire pressures up where they need to be, and have you out of there in minutes. You don't have to wait yeah. and put your car in the shop to have everything checked. But if they do find one tire that's super low, yeah. that means you might have a leak, they'll alert you to that so it can be taken care of. Okay, uh, let's see here. Ah, and Anne-Marie says, you've covered the air, to air pressure topic. She sent another text in. Here's another topic. It is illegal under federal law for any company to rent a car that has an active recall. Right now, Hertz Rent-A-Car is under investigation by the NHTSA for renting out cars that apparently had open recalls. So if you're renting a car, please go to safercar.gov S-A-F-E-R-C-A-R.gov, G-O-V, and check to see if the car you're renting has any recalls. Folks, do that for any car that you're going to drive or ride in. Just put the VIN, the vehicle identification number, in on that website. doesn't cost anything. Totally free. It will tell you if there are any open recalls on that vehicle. I find it's interesting that it's illegal for a rental car company to rent a car that has a recall on it, but a car dealer can sell you a car with a recall on it, and it's perfectly legal. A used car? Used car, yeah. They cannot sell you well, a new car, but well, a rental, used car well, they can. Well, well, rental cars are used cars, right? Okay. So, so why does the U.S. government allow Hertz Avis National Budget and all the thousands of rental car companies uh why? Why do they? Why do they have a law that requires them? Because they're it? not selling the car to you; 
They're only renting it to what you. They what, still what, own the car. What difference does it make whether you get killed because you rented the car or you get killed because you bought the no. car? It isn't the government's uh, purvey to decide you should buy or rent a car. They're just supposed to keep you safe. So the law should apply to all dealers. If a, if a, if a Chevrolet dealer sells you a used car and it's got a dangerous recall, uh, it should be it should it should be illegal. Oh, I, I totally agree with that too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay, we'll go on to uh, Bob here, and Bob says, "Good morning." Since most EVs, electric vehicles, use their batteries to give you heat when it's cold outside, how much do you estimate one would lose on how far you'll drive in miles that can be driven? By the using that extra electricity, how how much of your mile capacity do you think you're going to lose, especially up north in the winter time? So you talk about electric vehicle or really? electric vehicles. Uh, That's an interesting question, but well, you you, can, you know I, I I drive a Tesla. A lot of you folks don't know that, but uh, the uh, Tesla uh, right now uh, we could have you put it on temperature control and it uses the battery. To keep the car warm during the winter or, mm-hmm. or cold, cool during the summer, and it definitely uses up a lot of battery power. Yeah. And in fact, just sitting there, batteries degrade. And uh, Nancy and I will go on a vacation, and uh, we can check our Tesla battery uh, by our app and our phone, and it loses about a mile or two every day. Yeah. If you're so, going, if you're going for two weeks, you'll lose uh, 20 miles. Uh, of a range based on on just sitting there. So for those folks up north with an electric car, think about it. Check your mileage. Yeah. Rick, I'm yep. I'm going to interrupt you. We're going to sure. go back to the phones, and uh, we're going to talk to Bob from Pompano Beach and uh, Road Runner Steve. Hang on. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How you doing, guys? I enjoy your show. Oh, One thank you. Question I have. Uh, I went to buy a new car a few years ago. Two years ago, and the price is way over the sticker. When is that all going to end? Uh, it's it's really insane, and I don't know who the uh, the transportation secretary is allowing this to go on. Because I think it should come under their aegis. It's almost a form of an oligopoly. Uh, what's going on? If it's, it's, I don't know if it's. I have horse sense. I can't believe it's something that just erodes over years and years and years. I'm sorry, one, one more time on that? Yeah, I can't believe it's something that keeps going on and on without ending the this, or this above sticker price because of uh, parts shortage or... or uh, uh, that, uh, dealerships and manufacturers, they're going to take advantage of that for as long as they can. I mean, it's, it's kind of like gasoline prices. The The experts will say on the TV all of a sudden... Gas prices are going to be falling, and it'll take weeks before those gas prices actually start dropping. But they say gas prices are going to rise, and 15 seconds later, all the stations are jacking the prices up. I mean, it's, also, gas, gasoline, uh, it's, a future, it's a futures thing. It's very spongible, oil and gas, whatever. But this is something that seems to be going on for years, and if they can't make a car without these silly parts, whatever they are, these computers, they should change their way. Maybe it's not doable. I mean, I can't see this going on for very much longer. It's, I 
cause or necessity, almost like a utility. Right, but they, they've got you over a barrel. You don't have a choice except to buy that car. So if they have the ability to say, yeah, we're going to charge you 5000 over MSRP for that car, okay. if you can't find that car anywhere else, what are you going to do? I mean, it, unfortunately, well, the they hold the cards. It's, we have a lot of things being monopolized. That's my point. You can hold back on, on milk, on food, on whatever. But this evening, going over the top, yeah, it's, it's uh, the government has stepped in and stopped this. No, it's, I mean, it's what they're doing is you see, is is it's a greedy kind of a phenomena, and unfortunately, that's a capitalist system. I mean, uh, the the word greed is a bad word. Uh, the word capitalist is a bad word, depending on who says it. But it's just a fact of life. I mean, uh, they don't have these problems in China because if uh, the Chinese car dealers start uh, charging too much for cars, the Chinese government, you know, takes them out and shoots them, and uh, it doesn't right. happen anymore. So, I so, don't want any guys to be shot. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather live in a greedy thing. capitalist company than a. China, than in China, mm -hmm. where where they can tell you what you have to pay, they tell the sellers what they have to charge. They tell the buyers what they have to pay. I'd rather make up my own mind. Yeah. But I, I also feel that it's not the car dealers. They they have a big uh, car lot or whatever buildings and everything with just a few cars, new cars. They should all of a sudden this shouldn't happen for years and years and years. It's monopoly, a monopoly, part of our capitalist system. Is, is, has an anti-monopoly clause in it, or, or oligopoly, and uh, well, you've got you know, I, I, the car dealers. Actually, I, I have to disagree with you on that. I mean, um, a car dealer, uh, you, you name me a make car, and uh, you talk to the dealer. They say we have too many dealers. If you want to buy a Toyota in Palm Beach County, uh, uh, I'm a Toyota dealer. If you want to buy a Toyota dealer in Palm Beach County. Or let's say I'll, I'll restate that within 20 mile radius of my dealership, there are five Toyota dealerships. And so, so basically, in a short drive, you could go to five different Toyota dealerships and get your best price from five different dealers. So that's that's choice. And uh, the fact now is, you just have to uh, uh, shop around. Uh, a car dealer itself is not a monopoly. The manuf manufacturer, you know, uh, you could say. Toyota's a monopoly, but Honda builds pretty darn good cars. And if Toyota charges too much, people will buy more Hondas. Right. I'm just saying that I think the problem is they don't have enough cars to be manufactured. And that's not a dealership. That's a, um, that's a source issue. Uh, same thing you mentioned the, the, uh, about oil and whatever. It's not being produced. Prices go up. Uh, I really think this is something in our society that we should look at. It's not just in cars. A lot of things are overly priced. And they continue, and they're not going to stop until the government steps in. Yeah. And uh, well, you have a great show, guys. Thank you very much. I enjoy it, and I enjoy your dialogue. Thanks, Thanks Bob. for the Appreciate call. Appreciate your comments. I Bye -bye. mean, uh, when will you not pay market adjustment? I think you could throw market adjustment on toilet tissue. I'm not sure. Uh, we are going to go to the Road Runner, Steve, and uh, Merry Christmas, Steve, and welcome. It's nice to hear oh, from good you. Good morning, everybody. Happy holiday. Well, thank me, me. you. I like to know who this guy Otto Thomas is. You keep talking about who? 
Otto oh, Thomas. Otto Thomas. Yeah, he, do you know Otto Harry? He's he's he's, <laughs> he's Otto Thomas's brother. Oh, very good. Oh, uh, that, that, good morning. That other caller brought up a good question about the batteries in the Tesla. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I always lived in New York. And I was always told when it's really, really cold out from the old guys, take the battery out of the car and put it in your house to stay warm. Yeah, your, wife, you your wife might complain about that. <laughs> I tried it one time. I'll never do it again. Well, it's just two bolts. Zip, zip. You unbolt it, you bring it in the house, and then when you're ready to leave, you... Put it back in. You know, That's what I did. Power. I put it on the dining room table, and I, I don't know why she got so mad. <laughs> and Steve, I could I could share so many stories with you about what we, I'm from Pittsburgh, as you know, used to do during the winter to warm our cars up. It was like as if we were treating them like human beings. Yes. <laughs> but we don't my have enough time. Put, I know. My uncle used to put a blanket over the motor. There you go. It, it, it got cold out. <laughs> My grandmother put blankets on her olive trees in our backyard, and some people put those blankets on the, their engine. <laughs> okay, the other thing I want to see in the future with just Tesla cars is a 100-mile race on an oval track. This way, all the computers, oh, we can't pass him. we got to slow down. We can't make a left turn. There's a guy next to me, and all the. I wonder how long that would take for nothing but a Tesla car race on an oval track with all the warning lights and buzzes. Oh boy! Tesla's being run in autonomous mode on an there oval racetrack. There's that guy again. Wow. Well, it's uh, you know it's probably the perfect race car. I mean, that raises an interesting question. Uh, NASA, I mean, if they open it up to electric cars, why would you want a human in there? Because first of all, you're endangering his life and uh, or her life. And then uh, uh, our, our autonomous uh, Tesla uh, is, uh, you know, not perfected yet, but one day they will be. And, and nobody will be able to beat an autonomous car in a racetrack. I yeah, imagine it. I wasn't going to take the charge the car in a pit stop. <laughs> I imagine a wonderful day when you want to get on a highway and you're going to spend, say, three hours driving on this one particular highway. Your car pulls on. The computer takes over. You wind up in a line of cars all traveling inches apart. Yeah. But the computers are all communicating with each other, yeah. blazing along at high speed traveling at the speed of the slowest car possible but everybody's at like 120 miles an hour and then as cars need to get in or out of the pack the computers can adjust easily to let them leave the group merge into the group and no accidents yeah it's going to happen do you remember space odyssey 2001 and one oh yeah hal the computer took over the spaceship yeah, I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen with the Teslas. They're going to—they could make a horror movie out of that. The terror so we, of the Teslas, or terror of the Teslas. We have, we have Hal in our house, but we call her Alexa, and we get we get. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
you know, we get mad at her. I hear I hear a big fight in the kitchen. And I, I think there's a problem. And Nancy's having an argument with Alexa. So, yeah, we have a, a female Hal in all of our homes. Who, who yes, but I tell fight? her I'm sorry. You don't. You never tell her you're sorry. I tell oh, her what a wonderful person she flowers. is. You should bring Alexis flowers. That's all. There all you right, go. Everybody have a good day and a happy holiday. Thanks for making us laugh, <laughs> me, Steve. Me. Merry Christmas. Right. Bye, Steve. God bless. Happy New Year. Okay, uh, I think we're going to, while we have time, go back to Rick. Okay. Let's see here. Next we have. Oh. Almost missed this one. This one is from Negan One, and he sent in a photo. He says, Good morning, Earl. Found this old picture of a Toyota dealership in Florida, and it's uh, Toyota Motors of Orlando. What year do you think this was taken? Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. 70 degrees in Arizona today. Huh. What do you think, Earl? Gosh, that's the, I'd say that would be the late 50s, early 60s. It sure looks it to me by the age of that car. Yeah. Wow. I wish I knew what the sales parts service Toyota Motors were. That would have been when Jim Moran first started the distributorship in Florida. Uh, Toyota, when they first came to America, they weren't big enough and didn't didn't have the wherewithal financially to uh, sell all over the United States. So they sold uh, distributorships. And one of the earliest distributorships was to a man named Jim Moran, who was one of my heroes, by the way. Um, and uh, he was a Pontiac dealer. I knew him because I was a Pontiac dealer back in the 60s. And uh, he was uh, probably the one that set up that dealership. Very likely. I'm, I'm going to research that. i got to find out yeah. what that car is. Yeah, you, you could probably Google it, probably, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, Rick, I'm going to interrupt you again. Let's go for the phones. We're going to go to Frank. And uh, Frank calls us from Jupiter Farms. He is a regular caller. Merry Christmas, Frank. Well, Merry Christmas to you all. And i got to thank you guys for personally getting this cold weather um, because obviously by buying your um, Tesla, uh, we got rid of the um, 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 global warming problem. There you go. (laughs) Hey there. Bad humor. Anyway, um, I, I happened to drive my car down to McDonald's. I'm selling something off or off or up. You guys just pulled in. But anyway, real quick, um, um, with the tires, you're exactly right. They dropped about four pounds from yesterday. So Anyway, I got someone I got to meet, unfortunately. But we'll talk to you. Happy New Year, and we'll, we'll see you again soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Rick. Oh, thanks for the call. Yeah, bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Okay, back to Rick. Okay. Let's see. Uh, this one is from Anonymous, and he says, when shopping for a car, what's more important, miles or the year? And I'm going to assume he means a used car. <clears throat> Myself, I would be, uh, I, I consider those almost like a seesaw thing. If you find an older car with really low miles, you might have a really good vehicle to look at. If you find a car that's only a year or two old, but seems to have a lot of miles on it, <clears throat> again, that can still be a really good car. The thing with used cars is to kind of judge what sort of miles were they. You know, is this maybe somebody's Uber 
that they were driving around in the city constantly? Yeah, I, I think I think the answer is get the service history. The service history tells the whole story. Uh, because, as Rick said, if you have a car with high mileage that was religiously serviced, that car could have twice as much mileage and still give you uh, good service. If it, uh, the same thing with the time. You know, if a car sits and you don't drive it, uh, we see cars... Uh, in our shop, because we're in South Florida, a lot of snowbirds come down from up north. Uh, some people have two homes. They come down uh, six months up north, six months down here. You let a car sit for six months um, or longer, uh, you're asking for problems. So Exactly check, correct. Check the service history. If, if there was car was serviced according to factory-recommended maintenance, and the factory always specifies a mileage and a time, if they do that, then you're good to go, time or mileage. And have it inspected by an independent mechanic, yes. somebody you trust, exactly. that will go over with a fine-tooth comb. Okay, this one is from Jonathan in Wellington. He says, question, new Toyotas are hard to come by, but there's a Hyundai dealership in Coconut Creek with a large inventory of cars on the ground. Is this due to Hyundai being an inferior product and simply not selling, or are they getting more car deliveries? And he goes on to say, and thank you for another year of fascinating, informative, and fun information regarding car purchases and cars in general. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a happy, healthy, and prosperous New Year. Aww. My question would thank be, you, Jonathan. My question would be, uh, does he know those cars were inventory? Uh, did he physically go and check and say, are these cars in, in inventory and are they available for sale? Because a lot, the probable answer is they're advertising that they have all these cars, but they don't. And dealers, almost without exception, Mystery Shopping Report, which is coming up shortly, they advertise that they had a whole bunch of cars. And when they confronted the salesman, well, where are all these cars you said you had? Well, all those cars... Uh, were pre-sold, and they came. We're, we're getting hundreds of cars every week, but all of them are pre-sold. So mm. uh, the manufacturers are party to this conspiracy, and when they they work with the dealer's website. So when you go to Acme Toyota or uh, uh, Charlie's Honda store, that's uh, their web page is controlled by Honda, uh, and the manufacturer puts cars on their website and says they're in inventory, but they're not. Uh, we've complained to Toyota about that. We say, I don't want you putting cars on my website saying that these cars are in inventory, and they, they won't take them off. I, I had a fight with the Toyota manufacturer, so we had to put a, uh, a pop-up on the screen on our website saying, uh, when you when you tune in to our new car inventory and it shows all these cars here, I have a pop up on this on my computer screen that says these cars really aren't here. Uh, they're 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 pre sold. So if you want to buy one of these cars, please call first to find out if it's really here. So that's I think the logical answer to that. Very logical. Hmm. Oh, and, hey, a quick message from Donovan here. Oh, Donovan, good morning. He says. Uh, well, two notes, actually. He says, highway versus city miles is very important. And that's true, because city driving is a little bit harder on cars than those highway miles. That easy cruising along on the highway mm. at 60, 70, just staying at that one speed, seems to wear the car a whole lot less than that stop-and-go traffic. Is that as true today as it was 
30 years ago? I think it still is because yeah. you're not using the brakes as it, much. It makes so much sense. Uh, you're, you're not doing that turning and a twisting Prius, as much. A hybrid is an exception. I mean, a hybrid actually does better. Ah. Now, that's very true, true. and that's that's for your fuel economy, where hybrids can make use of their systems much better in the stop and go. And he also goes on to say, if if you drive by Wayneakers Ford right now, the lot has been completely full for weeks, and they have at least 30 Broncos for sale right now at Wayneakers Ford. That's odd because those were a really hot car. I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, huh. I'm skeptical. I, 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 somebody remind me. We need to double check that. I just can't believe that Wayne Acres Ford would have that many Fords on the lot uh, available. I'm not saying they're not there on the lot, but you know they're a big rental company. By the way, Wayne Acres Ford yeah. is a huge rental company, and uh, they may these may be pre-sold, uh, you know, cars that are, are actually not for sale. Ah, uh, could be. And this one coming in from Jim, he says, uh, can I change out my Toyota Limited Upper Grill, uh, Tacoma Limited Upper Grill, to a TRD Pro Grill without having a problem with the radar sensor or the front camera? A lot of companies are selling them aftermarket, but Toyota will not sell the original OEM grill unless you own a Pro model. And a, a lot of dealers will do this. If you don't own a Toyota TRD Pro package vehicle, you cannot buy the vehicles with those labels on it. No. Uh, you can't buy the parts. Maintain and, the exclusivity and value of the car that you paid a lot of money for. Yes, just like the, the uh, Challenger Hellcats. When, to, when Chrysler came out with those, you, couldn't, you cannot buy those emblems unless you can prove that you own one. Yeah. You'd be surprised the dealers that do the same thing. You know, they'll take a used car and they'll go buy a decal that indicates a model or something of a uh, next step up uh, and charge an extra $1,000 for the car because they bought a $10 decal. Exactly. Now, the problem with aftermarket uh, grills and pieces like that, uh, especially on the newer cars that have the radar sensor, radar emitter built into the grill, that has to be designed exactly perfect for that unit to mount in that grill. So if the aftermarket unit doesn't have it designed properly, or if the material does not let the radar unit work through it like it should, you may wind up with an issue there. And also, once you do replace it, even if it will work properly, you're going to want to have it recalibrated by a dealership to make sure that that radar unit is operating properly so that your radar cruise control and your pre-collision system will operate normally. Those are safety features. I would not mess around. Make sure you get those checked and recalibrated by a Toyota tech. Great advice. Great advice. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that we're going to go to our mystery shopping report. But let me remind you of a column that uh, Earl wrote. And uh, the name of it, Don't Be Ripped. Van Winkle when you buy your next car. And you can read that uh, at uh, EarlOnCars.com, just like uh, everything else that you can find um, at that website. That's EarlOnCars.com. A special thank you to Mystery Shopper Agent Lightning. She did a fantastic job, and uh, she was uh, 
down in the south end of uh, Florida, down at uh, Hard Rock, I believe it was, and she still was able to do the mystery shopping report, and she did it well. Yeah, I've got one little bulletin i got to get out. Let me finish. We, uh, we are running late. Let me tell the audience that you can uh, vote on the mystery shopping report by texting us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the Front recovery page of the automotive news today, uh, this week, I should say, uh, Carvana will be in fight of its life in pivotal, pivotal 2023. Carvana, we've talked about a lot on the show. Carvana is just one of the used car sellers. Uh, CarMax is another. So if you're in the market for a used car out there, here is the very important warning. A lot of dealers, including my dealership, but a lot of dealers all around the country got caught with their pants down, to uh, use that old saying. Uh, they went out and bought a lot of cars, used cars, from you. You got you got a lot of money for your used car if you sold it six months ago or three months ago. Uh, the car dealers were buying used cars for thousands of dollars over what they would normally sell for. And uh, you benefited from it like if you had an off-lease car. Now, the problem is the used car market's turned around, and the value, the wholesale value, has gone down. Well, the car dealers have not adjusted their inventories. And uh, CarMax, one of the, big, the biggest used car seller in the, in the world, is uh, in bad trouble. They're losing money now. Their profits are, are down. Carvana is in the same way. And so you, if you're buying a used car in the next few months, be very careful if you're trying to buy a used car that the dealer should have adjusted the price but didn't, don't. Find a dealer that has adjusted his car prices in spite of the fact that the market took a sudden turn. Not too many dealers did that. To do it, you have to take a real financial bath. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars adjustment and depreciation. You have to lower the price take the financial bath, lose the money, and then you have a car that's competitively priced. So be very careful in the next few months when you're shopping for a used car. Great now, advice. Carvana, the prices are on the rise. And CarMax also. Oh, okay. CarMax too. Okay, we're going to get to the mystery shopping report. Toyota of Hollywood. Now I'll read in the first person as if I were Agent Lightning doing the shop. I arrived just after 9 a.m., entered the showroom and was greeted by three women sitting near the front door. I was told that all the salespeople were currently helping other salespeople. Uh, it's a very busy store uh, because I would guess Toyota Hollywood probably has 50 to 75 salespeople, maybe 100. As she spoke, the woman I speak to, a salesperson walked by sipping a cup of coffee. One of the greeters asked if uh, he was with anyone, and the salesman smiled, asked me how he could help. I told him I was going to buy a car for my son for Christmas. He asked me what I had in mind, maybe a Corolla or a Camry. I said yes, and I told him I'd seen them online uh, promotion for a 2022 inventory sellout. Now, we talked earlier about cars being in inventory, why people think there are a lot of cars in inventory. This headline in the advertisement was one of them, 2022 inventory sellout. Now, what does that give you an image of? A whole bunch of cars bunch of 2022s left over, uh, slash, cut, reduce the prices, get rid of them at any cost. That's the advertisements, folks, and people believe it. If you go to the websites, as I said earlier, all the dealers are doing that. 
So you can't tell from advertisements if they have cars in stock or not. You have to go and say, can I buy that car? And the chances are you'll find out you can't. It's probably already been sold. Okay, I followed the salesman to his desk, showed him uh, the ads I was talking about. The salesman looked at the ads and explained one was for used cars, okay? <laughs> so uh, the Toyota Hollywood is favorite, famous for that. They deliberately put a lot of uh, current model cars in their rather large rental company, second largest car dealer in the world. They got a really big rental company. So they put a bunch of them in there. They title them. They call them Hollywood rental cars. And then they advertise them for sale. What's well, a title of car? That's a used car. As soon as you title a car, it depreciates thousands of dollars, even if it doesn't have any miles on it. And uh, these mostly do have miles on it. So once again... Uh, bait and switch, uh, pure and simple. Uh, one was for used cars, and they have plenty of used cars, but they didn't have new cars. He'd have to check to see what he had in stock, got up to go to check, left me sitting alone for over 20 minutes. That's a long time. Another salesman walked by, asked if I'd been helped. I said, yes, but my salesman is MIA. He said, okay, and kept on walking. <laughs> So that's kind of a nonchalant, I, I could get le less of a damn attitude. And that's what you get when you're the biggest in the world or number two in the world. Finally, my salesman came back and reported that he wasn't having much luck finding an available new Corolla. Now, amazing. Here's the biggest, second biggest car dealership in the world, and he can't find one new Corolla. Does that tell you something about the availability of new cars? It's like the second most popular Toyota out there. <laughs> right. I pointed to the white Camry in the showroom and said, I liked it. We walked over. The MSRP was $37,685, and there was an addendum label, the famous, infamous, I should say, uh -huh. addendum label. I pointed to the $10,000 market adjustment. You heard that right. 37685 MSRP plus $10,000, and that is the market adjustment. That was listed on the addendum label. I said, I don't like this. Salesman said, not to worry, not to worry about it, that he'd work on that if I really liked the car. I said, he'd have to get rid of it completely if he wanted my business. Uh, I said, he'd have to get rid of it completely if he wanted my business. Then I told him I never got his name. He apologized, said his name was Kenny. Okay. That's like a professionalism when you don't introduce yourself, I would say. Yeah, really. Kenny said he handles a lot of online leads, and he's currently juggling several online prospects, even as he's working with me. He went on to say that he would be checking his phone a lot. I told him I'd already noticed him doing this. So there you go. Um, you know, you're the second largest world you know, dealer in the world. You got the salesmen are busy. That makes sense. Can he ask for my driver's license, which I told him I forgot to bring with me? He asked me if I kept a picture of my phone. I said, I don't. Can he said, no problem, that he just asked me a few questions, entered me manually into the system, then he excused himself. Fifteen minutes later, now we got 35 minutes of Kenny waiting time. When he came back, he was carrying a worksheet on which he was, uh, was handwritten, a sale price of $42,935. <laughs> Out the door figure of 47,618. So uh, I asked him if I could get a more detailed breakdown. That's $10,000 of MSRB. <laughs> yeah. Kenny said, no problem. Open the calculator app on his phone, 
made up a bunch of calculations and began manually changing figures on his computer screen. Uh, the whole time he was doing this, he kept stopping to deal with Internet leads on his phone. I mean, if there's anything that drives me nuts, I hate when I go into a store. I don't care whether it's a drugstore or a clothing store, any kind. When you go up there and you want to talk to a salesperson, that's the reason you got in the car, you went all the way to the mall, and you came all the way to the store, and they're on the phone. Or they're talking to you, and the phone rings, and they answer the phone. I mean, give me a break. So that's just not good salesmanship. Uh, he said he was sorry. He went to get leads from, uh, you know, he said he was sorry. And he went, to, uh, he went to Salem and he gets leads from all over the world at all hours of the day and night. And he excused himself to get the printout. Now, that's true in this case here. It's a huge dealer. I mean, I, I know I'm being repetitive, but number two in the world, that's a big dealership. He uh, comes back after 15 minutes with nothing but a business card with 39995 written on it. I mean, not even a worksheet, legal buyer's order, a business card. And, and, I mean, and what is that? Is that the out-the-door? What is that? We, 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 I don't think it's anything. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, would just you, a random would, number. Would you, would you, if I could get approved? Uh, and I got mad. I mean, speaking as if I were Agent Lightning, I got mad. I asked him if he was serious. I said I'd been there for well over an hour. I hadn't been offered a test drive. Uh, nor had he showed me anything on the car, and I still don't have pricing or anything in writing. Kenny interrupted me and said, in all fairness, I haven't made him an offer <laughs> to buy the car. So it's, to me the amazing thing is that a dealership this large would still be so old school. I mean, it didn't make me an offer. I mean, I, I, go, I always go back to Publix. I go in there to get a loaf of bread. They say, how much are you willing to pay me for this loaf? I mean, yeah. you just they, no other retail does this except car dealers. It's, to me, it seems like when you walk in the door, you're offering to buy a car. Yeah. Well, not car dealerships. I told Kenny this was just horrible service, horrible experience, and I was very unhappy. Kenny said, well, do you want me to take that one that's closer? Do you want me to take that one that's closer to the door out so you could drive it. <laughs> he pointed to another Camry. And by the way, she didn't have her, I didn't have my driver's license. And there's a violation right there because your insurance company, trust me, I'm a car dealer, they want you to have the driver's license recorded of anybody that drives one of your cars yeah. because they're insuring your cars. So, um, he's, offered to, he's offering to violate. Remember where the, we are. Toyota of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I said no and just told him to get me something in writing with a pricing breakdown. Kenny said, okay, but I'm the internet manager. He just promoted himself. He's now the internet manager. I'll have to switch you to an online lead. You know, like, like I care. I'm a, you know, I, I want to buy a car. But he assured me I would still get the 39995 sale price, which he felt was really fair, despite it being more than $2,000 over MSRP, so the price has come down from 10000 over. I said that that price won't work for me. I told him I had now been there over an hour and a half, and I still don't have anything real to look at. Once again, Kenny went to get another printout, playing the back-and-forth game, old school. Came back empty-handed, said they have less than 10 Camrys in stock, and all of them are marked up. He said all dealerships were doing this, and mm -hmm. that's almost true. I said I came in because their advertisements 
made it sound like they had tons of cars. And that's the whole thing. Federal Trade Commission, uh, Ashley Moody, Attorney General of Florida, you can't advertise things that aren't true. You can't advertise that you've got toilets coming out of your ears, and when you come in there, they're not. That's a lie. That's dishonest. That's unfair and deceptive advertising. Uh, okay. He said, the, the ad said you were getting truckloads of cars daily. Kenny said, 80% of those orders are already sold. But they didn't put that in the ad. Yeah. <laughs> they said in the ad, we have uh, truckloads, uh, multiple truckloads coming in daily. Clear implication, we got lots of cars to sell. They don't. He finally came back with a worksheet that looked like a buyer's order. Uh, the buyer's order, by the way, is a, is a legal document. Uh, and the worksheet uh, you know, is not. And it should be clearly indicated that it's not. But in this case, it was vague. Sale price was $39,995. To that was added an $899 pre-delivery fee. I call it a hidden fee, pre-delivery service fee. And it was also a $599 electronic processing e-tag fee, another hidden fee. Aren't they creative with their names? Oh, here's a, a very small fee, $20. Private tag agency fee. Yeah, it's the Hollywood Toyota private tag agency. And that's $20. And a $400 tag fee, a uh, sales tax. Okay, that's probably legitimate. Anyway, his, my real price was $41,513,3828 over MSRP. Hey, Paul Anderson made a, uh, he made a comment. It, uh, is this a uh, Ferrari uh, mystery shopping report? <laughs> or is this a cam? Is this for a Camry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> Thanks, here's Paul. Little, here's a little picture for you, you folks. Thanks, Sarah. They're streaming us. Uh, see what the the online ad looks like. Uh, can you see that, Jonathan? I think you can see that. Anyway, yeah, he, it, it just says it basically says massive 2022 sell-off. Now, if that isn't an indication that there's a whole bunch of cars in there for sale, I don't know what is. Fact of the matter is, second largest car dealership in the world. They had 10 Camrys in stock, 10. And he, that's because he said there were. He didn't, we didn't see 10 Camrys. We saw one. And that's the way it is just about everywhere, folks. The cars are not there for sale. But the advertisements seem to indicate that they're there, so they get you in the door. And there we are, Hollywood, Toyota, not Hollywood, California, but Hollywood, South Florida, around Broward County, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. And... Uh, Huge dealership, <coughs> owned by a man by the name of Craig Zinn, by the way, who I know, I've known for many years. He was a Pontiac dealer many years ago when I was a Pontiac dealer, and I uh, knew his father also. Uh, so it's a family dealership. It's not publicly owned, uh, privately owned, and uh, interesting that it happens to be so large. Most of the very large dealerships are publicly owned. This is the exception. Now it's time to vote. Get your vote in on Hollywood Toyota. Okay, we have Mark Blanchard, F, Too Much, and Rude. <laughs> We've got uh, Negan 1 with Big Old F, Don't Need to Hear the Rest, Merry Christmas All, and Happy New Year's. Scott Hunter, Total F, Joseph Kelleher, F. Uh, let's see here. Let me get up to Okay. 
Ken Asher for your secret shopper in the holidays car purchasing spirit. The market adjustment was reduced one dollar to only nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. 9,999 Fs. Joseph Z. Fraley, F. Tim Gilliland, $10,000 market adjustment and a seemingly disinterested salesman. Show me the door. D minus. Brian Sedletko, seriously, how can Hollywood Toyota be the second best Toyota dealership in the world? F. Rocky Blockadeal, F. Old school fools. <laughs> Mark Smith, fail. F. Shame on Hollywood Toyota. Mark Ryan, F. Wayne Veit, F. John Strine, big F. We have seen, we've all seen this before, and this is your competition? <laughs> okay. Jonathan in Wellington, I'll give Toyota of Hollywood an F. I blame it on bait and switch, ignoring the customer, a lackadaisical attitude of the salesperson, and selling a vehicle way over MSRP. Our time is too valuable to waste on a dealership that does, just doesn't care about the customer. Bob, F for Toyota and Hollywood. Too busy, too pricey, too slow, too big. Waste of time. And Anne-Marie, let's see. Salesman didn't introduce himself. Busy doing online work while an office customer waits. $9,999 markup. No test drive. Rude. Not unusual in South Florida. It's Christmas, so I'll sugarcoat it. I'll rate them a C minus for a dealership that treats her as number two. Anne Marie is nice. It's, oh, she wants that nice list. Myself, I, I'm I'm going F all the way. I just this guy Kenny just I don't like him at all. F. Okay. Well, we're about out of time. C minus. C minus. Okay. F. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next week's show is going to be really interesting. And uh, this was an idea from uh, No Shenanigans, Jonathan, who is right here in our studio. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what a job he does. But uh, he thought it'd be great if Earl and I discussed the naughty and the nice list for the auto dealers with so many other ideas. So next Saturday's show. Yep. New Year's Eve. We are going to be right here, same time, and we want all of you to have a beautiful Christmas and Hanukkah. Stay tuned, as I said, next week at the same time.